I don't know what the world's coming to. Ah, I don't, Holmes, and that's a fact. Hang it all. Here we are in 1903, now in the 20th century, and look at the headlines. Assassination of royal family of Serbia. The turning of the years is no guarantee of human nature improving, Watson. I fear this sort of outrage may increase as communication between nations makes the world grow smaller. Well, thank heavens I'm living in England. That's all I can say. You think such a thing cannot happen here? I wish I were as certain as you are, Watson. Ah, an early morning visitor. Well, if it's the man I'm expecting, he may be the very man to throw fresh light upon this rather ugly incident. present the stories of Sherlock Holmes. The Counter-Assassin. July 1903, my wife's brother, the Reverend Percy Phelps of Great Paddock Parish, Nettlebed, was taken ill. After a short time in hospital, he returned to his vicarage, but Mary was concerned about his health and persuaded me she should go down and nurse him during a convalescence period. Of course, I agreed, and, as usual when I was left alone, I returned to my old rooms at 221B Baker Street where I knew Sherlock Holmes would be grateful for my company. Holmes had not changed in his habits and was still prepared to accept visitors from all ranks of life. The gentleman Mrs. Hudson showed in that sunny morning was a mid-European of striking appearance. Tall and thin, with white flowing hair, his black bushy eyebrows and waxed moustache contrasted with deep-set blue eyes. He was as near Mephistopheles as I've ever seen off stage. Holmes appeared unimpressed, but then he knew the gentleman and greeted him most cordially. You are most welcome, Monsieur Kodowski. Meet my friend and colleague, Dr. John Watson. Watson, Jules Kodowski. I am most pleased to make your acquaintance, Doctor. How do you do, Monsieur? Watson is a very old friend and confidant, Kodowski. Please feel free to talk quite openly in front of him. We share no professional secrets, uh, but please, do be seated. You have time for coffee, surely? Thank you, yes. Uh, good. This must be a very fleeting visit, for I observe that you are in something of a hurry... I've already been working hard since you woke this morning. Did you leave the remainder of your luggage at the railway station? Perhaps you plan to catch the northbound express to Liverpool. What is it this time, Kodowski? America? Oh, I see you have lost none of your powers, Holmes. Or are you now a mind reader? <laughs> Not at all. You've been here but a few minutes, and you've already looked at the mantelpiece clock several times. Your fingers have an ink stain upon them which indicates you have been writing at some length. You carry an attaché case and a raincoat. Yet it is a fine, warm day, so you are traveling. The Northern Line's timetable shows from the right-hand coat pocket. Now, why should a man like yourself travel north unless to board a ship heading west? It's really quite elementary. Now that you have explained your reasoning, I do understand. I do not think it is as easy as that to other people, but, of course, you are quite correct. I have been working. I'm leaving the country as soon as I can board this ship. And I cannot stay with you very long. Here's your coffee, monsieur. And now, if you'd prefer to speak with Holmes alone, I... No, no. If he wishes you to hear what I have to say, then I have no objection. 
But you must be prepared to believe every word I shall tell you. It will sound unbelievable, but I assure you it is all true and of very great importance. Then as swiftly as you can, tell us what it is. There is a plot afoot to assassinate your monarch. What? You, you can't mean this. This is impossible. It is true. I beg you, Mr. Holmes, to take this seriously. Unlike Watson, I do. I know your background, Godowski. I know how your loyalties in Serbia will have placed you in very great peril with the revolutionary units in that part of Europe. You have always been a brave man. If you chose to leave and seek comfort in America, then it must be because you have reached a point of desperation. But tell me more. What do you know of this plan? Alas, very little. There is an organization known as La Pochetta. It has sent a man to this country to recruit insurgents for the purpose of assassinating royalty and all those who actively protect them. I cannot tell you more than the name of the man in charge. He is known as La Perte, but he has several aliases. I am told his English name at the moment is Ronald Morgenstern, and that he has acquired the most advanced weapon for killing, a unique rifle with special sighting equipment that can assure an accurate shot from twice the distance previously achieved. Mm. And the assassination will be by shooting? So I believe. I wish I had more information to pass on to you, Holmes. But alas, I had to leave all my files and correspondence behind. The little I can recall I have put to paper. Here, I have the envelope in my briefcase. I uh, have none of the technical expertise to pass on, but in layman's language and in a crude fashion, I've put down on paper all that I can recall. Here, take it. Do as you think fit with it. Thank you, Kroski. You are a brave man. I realize you're taking an extreme risk in passing all this on to me. I can hardly be in greater danger than I am at the moment, Holmes. And now, if you will excuse me, I have to leave. There is just time to reach the station and catch my train. Thank you for the coffee. Goodbye, monsieur. May I wish you Godspeed. Thank you, Dr. Watson. Goodbye. Goodbye, Holmes. I think it's very unlikely that we shall ever meet again. Goodbye. Krodowski until noon next day, when I returned from my rounds to find Holmes in a very dark and pensive mood. On the table lay the papers. One glance was enough. Yes, Watson. As I've always said, Krodowski was a brave man. It's a sobering thought to realize that had he not taken the trouble to call here with that envelope yesterday, he might have given his pursuers the slip and got away. And it was they got rid of him by neatly pushing him under a train. Holmes, this is dreadful. It, oh, could it not have been an accident? Mm, extremely unlikely, Watson. No, the La Pochetta got him. When they seek publicity, then they openly assassinate. When it's a private matter, they simply stage an accident. Oh, you are both in. Good. Uh, we'll pass for you, Mr. Holmes. I've signed for it. Oh, uh, put it down, will you, Mrs. Hudson? Thank you. Oh, right -o. Some cold roast beef and pickles if you want lunch, Dr. Watson. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Hudson, but I really haven't got much time. No, it won't take long. I'll bring some in on a tray. Oh, just a pot of tea will do for me, thank you. Whoa! <sighs> Look here, Holmes. If Kodowski really was murdered, then it means he must have been... Now, just a moment, Watson, just a moment. The label on this parcel is typewritten. All quite correct. 
And the postmark is Paddington. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, don't worry about the tea and luncheon, Mrs. Hudson. Uh, just bring me a very large bowl of cold water immediately, will you? Oh, I'll you well, sir. This really is only to be expected, isn't it? Uh, well, is it? To what are you referring? To the parcel, Watson, the parcel. I'm always suspicious of parcels through the post, particularly of that handy square size. Yes, of course, it looks harmless enough. But Holmes, what, what are you implying? That, that this is a... Look, Paddington is just round the corner, isn't it? Why send something through the post when it'd be quite easily be delivered by hand? Oh, well. Here we are, sir. Uh, Mr. Orr, it's me, enamel bowl from the bathroom. Mm, yes, that's excellent, Mrs. Hudson. Now, Watson, come closer. Of course, there's no danger at all as long as the string and seals are intact. But once they are broken, well, let me let me demonstrate. I'll hold the parcel over the water. Can you please take those scissors on the desk and, when I tell you, cut the string and tear the brown paper. Now, are you ready? Yes, ready. Into that. Very well. Right. Now. Good. Now, listen. I thought. Into the water, Watson. Good. I shall undo the parcel under the water, and you will see that there is a clock-like mechanism attached to the spring fuse. Yes. That's rendered it harmless. Now, out of the water. Goodness gracious me. What's going on? I'm afraid, Mrs. Hudson, I'm going to make a bit of a mess in here. I'm going to cause a minor explosion. Oh, oh, don't worry. I shall fill the room with a great deal of smoke and there will be a very loud explosion, but it will not harm anyone. Now, wait a moment, Watson. I have the required materials handy in that cupboard. My, my gun is... Holmes, what are you proposing to do? I'm going to make a very big bang near the window. From below, it will seem that the bomb has gone off and, and wrecked the room. This will do the trick. It's all right, Mrs. Hudson. I know exactly what I'm doing and the effect I wish to cause. I must carry it over there and... Set it in place neatly so that the blast, such as it is, will be directed outwards. There, that should do the trick. Now, I must ask you both to stand well back. Are you ready? Yes, as ready as possible. Oh, don't lock it. It's one little bit. Now, with my revolver, I shall fire at the parcel, and with a little luck, we shall get just the effect necessary. Ready? Then, now. The whole of the small window was shattered by the bomb. Holmes had planted it most carefully, for while the curtains billowed out in clouds of black smoke, there was little or no actual damage within the room. Mrs. Hudson was horrified until Holmes explained that it was all quite necessary and swore her to silence. I spread the news all over London that Sherlock Holmes was seriously injured by a mysterious bomb blast in his Baker Street home. An ambulance arrived, a great show was made with a covered stretcher being taken out of the building and driven away at top speed to St. Mary's Clinic. It was there that Holmes took the superintendent into his confidence. You must give me complete cooperation, superintendent. I know that my request is most unusual, but I must insist that you do exactly as I say. I will get Scotland Yard to confirm it all. If necessary, I will obtain an official government order signed by the Prime Minister himself. The fate of some of the most important people in this land is at stake, even the sovereign himself. Well, this is quite amazing, Mr. Holmes. Naturally, I should, in normal circumstances, demand confirmation of all that you say, but well, since you stress the urgency of the matter, I will agree. Splendid. I will arrange for Scotland Yard to call upon you and verify everything I say. Uh, meanwhile, I wish it to be given out 
that I've been admitted to your care in a serious condition. No one is to be allowed into my private ward except a special nurse and yourself. You will have to take one of the matrons into your confidence, but she must be completely trustworthy and prepared to take the risks for her king and country. I know just the person. Have no fear. You can rely on Moss. Good. Now, Dr. Watson here will be my go-between. I shall not be able to communicate with you in person, but whatever Watson asks you to do, you must carry out without question. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, I understand. Good. Well, that's all for the moment. Make your first official bulletin about me very cautious. Then as the days go by, you can report steady progress. No publicity over and above the daily health bulletin. I understand. Oh, very well, Mr. Holmes. It shall be carried out to the letter. And so all England believed that Sherlock Holmes lay in hospital, seriously injured by an anarchist bomb. I put on as good a performance as I could as the heartbroken friend, only breaking faith with Holmes to reassure my wife that things were not as they seemed. She was aware of Holmes' methods and tactfully withdrew her inquiries. Meanwhile, I went about my duties, and as the days passed, I made arrangements to have the window at Baker Street repaired and tried to resume a normal existence. There was no news from Holmes, but one morning, returning before lunch, I found some activity in our sitting room. Oh, dear. Hasn't that been repaired yet? It, you know, it should have been finished hours ago. Oh, sorry, Governor. We got started late. And my mate here and I just fixed it up. It should be all right. Uh, that's right, Cubby Addy. Yeah, right, you are. Uh, here's it. Uh, 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 see, down she goes. Uh, that's it. Oh, yes, yes, that seems quite satisfactory. Uh, a coat of paint is good as new. Don't you agree, Watson? What the... Oh, I should have guessed. I've been, I've been waiting to hear from you, Holmes. Yes, I'm sorry to have entered my own home disguised as a workman, but it seemed the safest way. Oh, uh, please do meet my assistant, Harry Boggs, in the trade, but Roger Brent to New Scotland Yard. How do you do, Dr. Watson? Nice to meet you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Well, Holmes, what's been happening? The superintendent in the clinic is becoming rather difficult to handle. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to know how long this pretense of yours is to be carried on. Well, tell him it will not be long now. In fact, I have a specific instruction for him. Things are moving towards a climax, Watson. Yes, well, thank goodness for that. Well, what's been happening, Holmes? Have you found out anything about the man known as Lepert and this organization, La Pachetta? Is there any truth in the warnings Kodosky gave us? Uh, one question at a time, Watson. Uh, briefly, the position is this. Yes, those warnings were well-founded. There is a royal assassination plot afoot, and it's our duty to thwart it. Oh, but how? Well, there's already been one attempt upon my life, and it will become necessary to draw their fire, as it were, yet again. But you don't mean that you're deliberately going to place yourself in danger, Holmes? My friend Brent here is the man who will risk most, I'm afraid. He's been brave enough to impersonate me on several occasions. The real risks will be taken this weekend. Now, Watson, time is short and I've got to work swiftly. This is what you must do. I want the superintendent of the clinic to give out that I'm making a surprisingly good recovery. I'm out of bed for a few hours each day, and by the weekend I should be able to be wheeled outside in a bath chair. A special male orderly, my friend Brent here, will be in charge of the proceedings. I shall rely upon him to arrange a convincing enough dummy in the chair. My hat and cape will be sacrificed for the occasion. Now, it's most important that the chair is positioned correctly. Next Sunday morning, between the hours of 10 and 11, when I shall be taking the sunshine... Here. I have drawn out a plan of the clinic and the nearby buildings. You'll see that here is Brunswick Square and... Kenton Street is here, across the road from the hospital gardens, is St. Mary's Church. Now, Brent will wheel the chair out and place it right here. Now, with the plans I have laid, 
I'm sure the opportunity will be so great that my enemies will not refuse the bait. They will think that they simply cannot miss. I think we cannot miss Leopard. Are you sure of this information, Bresswich? I am. An orderly from the hospital had a little too much to drink in the bar of the Georgian Dragon in Soho Square a few nights ago. Mm. It was easy to get detailed information from him. Uh, Sherlock Holmes will be convalescing at the weekend. He will be allowed the use of the small gardens at the end of the wards. So, then we must act. This time we shall not fail. Holmes was very lucky not to have been blown to pieces last time. He will not be able to escape from the sniper's bullet. It also gives him an ideal chance to try out the new equipment. I have assembled the latest rifle. It is a superb weapon which I'm most anxious to use. There must be a suitable advantage point from one of the roofs of surrounding buildings. There is a church right opposite. It is isolated, but it might be hard to enter during daylight without being noticed. <laughs> what, on a Sunday? Not with everyone attending church service. It'll be simple. Come, we must work out a detailed plan. It will be necessary to visit that church, find out exactly the position to take up. And then, for once, we shall go to church on a Sunday, Prestwich. This is the longest Sunday morning I can ever remember, Holmes. I warned you that it would be extremely tiresome, Watson. That's why I seem to have been crouched in the corner of this parapet today. Mm, a mere two and a half hours. It was necessary that we took up our positions ahead of the men we are about to catch. You could hardly allow them to hear us climb up here. Oh, look at the view. It will take your mind off your cramp. We're attempting to do so, but it doesn't help matters. No sign of any activity down there in the hospital garden. It's a little early. The doors of the wards are clearly visible. Dr. Bent, we wheeled about here out of those first doors. It's a perfect target. Yeah. Or supposing the patch falls into the trap. Supposing it doesn't. How long are we to stay up here like this? Well, until the service is over. Most of the congregation will arrive now. And then... Come on, Listen. Things are about to happen, Boston. Stay back and don't move until I get the word. Yeah, yeah good. Now, this is the exact spot. Perfect. From this church tower, we look straight out into the gardens. And no sign of anyone down there. No, no. Well, then we must be content to wait. Yeah, meanwhile, from the case, I take the parts of the rifle and assemble them. I think something is happening down there in the building. There are people appearing at the windows. I can see through these binoculars. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that Mr. Sherlock Holmes is about to be taken into the garden. Mr. Brent? Uh, Roger? Are you sure you can manage this? Of course, nurse. Now, don't worry. I think that the dummy we have arranged in the chair is very lifelike. A deerstalker hat, the cape and rug over the knees. It's convincing enough from here. From outside the gardens, it must look totally real. Open the doors. Thank you. Don't worry. I shall not stay with him very long. Here we go. There. There, you see. It is just as we were told. There is the orderly wheeling the chair with Holmes sitting in. Do you see them? Yeah, 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 of course I see them. I can see them most clearly. Uh, the orderly standing in the way. 
Perhaps a tear in the sights of the rifle. When the orderly moves back, it is clear. Now to make quite sure. I've got him. He's fallen from the chair. Stay where you are. Who's now, there? What? Don't move, what? either of you. Take your hands from the parapet no. and drop that rifle. I'll shoot you on spot unless you obey now. Holmes, and how was well, you are told, Lepert? You also drop that rifle. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you, Lepert, but I'm very much alive. Hands above your heads and move away from the parapet. Slowly now, and no tricks. So, Sherlock Holmes, you have tricked us. Lay the trap. You surely do not think he will take us alive, you? Watson is a good shot. He can just cripple you. No, 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 no. I would prefer death. And so would you, wouldn't you, Bresswich? Well, well, what do you mean? I mean we have failed, and because we have failed, we pay the extreme penalty. Together. So! Uh, no! No! Are you coming, Bresswich? No! No! Oh. Are you... Are you all right, Yes, yes, I, I'm sorry, Holmes. I just couldn't hold them. The short was impossible. Well, perhaps it's just as well. Oh, we'll pick up the rifle, Watson. That's the most important piece of evidence that's come our way in many a long day. Of course, as always, Sherlock Holmes took no credit at all for uncovering the assassination group and thwarting their plans, which, had they been successful, would have caused total chaos throughout the British Empire. Of course, there was discreet recognition from the correct authorities, Scotland Yard, and an audience at Buckingham Palace was commanded. Holmes made light of all this. He'd had important assignments before and treated it as all in the day's work. The person who did come out of it rather well was Roger Brent. I must thank you so much, Mr. Holmes. I owe my promotion entirely to you. Not at all. You deserved it. And uh, didn't I hear something about more congratulations being in order? You ought to be married. Yes, that's right. Susan Bennett, the nurse who was supposed to look after you at the clinic, the one who helped me with the wheelchair. Will you come to our wedding? And will you, Dr. Watson? Oh, but of course. And, of course, congratulations. There, Holmes, you see? Good can come out of all of this, after all. Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes with Graham Armitage as Holmes and Kerry Jordan as Dr. Watson.